0: Welcome to the High Fidelity Podcast. I am your host, Bridget Connery, coming to you from the dialed studio at Hula on the shores of beautiful Lake Champlain in Burlington, Vermont. In today's episode, we offer our top five pro tips on how to assess potency when it comes to cannabis flower. Tune in to gain a better understanding of cannabis cultivars and how to make informed decisions about the ones that may work best for your individual needs and preferences. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In our last episode, we looked at some of the product data in the Vermont marketplace provided by the Cannabis Control Board. Currently, about 75% of the products available in the market are flour, either sold by weight or as pre rolls. Most flour menus at retail stores are oriented around strain or cultivar names and cannabinoid percentages. For new and experienced consumers, it can often be challenging to determine which flour is going to deliver your desired experience. Potency is an important part of that decision-making process, as it can either make or break a positive outcome. While the percentage of THC is definitely an important factor in determining potency, it is not the only consideration. Today, we offer our top five pro tips on how to navigate your menu options and assess potency for cannabis flower. Number one. The number one consideration for assessing the potential potency of a particular flower is not the actual flower. It is you! Each individual has their own unique experience with cannabis. Yes, there are some general guidelines to consider when making product decisions, but ultimately it is going to come down to your own physical constitution, your metabolism, and the functionality of your endocannabinoid system. What is your endocannabinoid system, you may ask? That's a big question, and we've left a link for you in the show notes to explore more. In the meantime, The brief answer is that the endocannabinoid system, or ECS, is a complex network of receptors, enzymes, and endocannabinoids that are found throughout the human body. The ECS plays a critical role in regulating various physiological processes, including mood, appetite, pain sensation, and immune function. Your ECS is modulated partially through the introduction of cannabinoids, either endocannabinoids, which your body produces or phytocannabinoids, which we get from plants, primarily cannabis. Your ECS is going to process cannabis products differently than anyone else. Some people are highly sensitive to THC and can only tolerate small doses. Others are less sensitive and need higher concentrations in order to create the desired effects. It is going to take some time and experimentation for you to figure out your relationship to cannabis. We suggest that you go low and slow through this process, Begin with flour that has a lower percentage of THC, below 16% if you are a beginner, and consume small amounts until you have gauged the effect. Stick with one cultivar of flour for a couple of weeks so as not to confuse your experimentation with new information. As we stated earlier, potency is not determined by THC alone. The presence of other cannabinoids and terpenes will affect your metabolism of THC. More on that in a following tip. Number two. Do cultivar names matter? Yes and no. The term cultivar is gradually replacing the term strain in the cannabis industry because it is a more accurate and scientifically precise term. The use of the word strain is actually a holdover from the legacy market. In the scientific community, the term strain refers to different varieties of bacteria or viruses, not plants. On the other hand, the term cultivar is a horticultural term that refers to a cultivated variety of a plant that has been selected and bred for specific characteristics. In the case of cannabis, cultivars are specifically bred and selected for their unique chemical profile, including their cannabinoid and terpene content. The cultivar names that breeders have developed over time can provide some information about the potency, flavor, aroma, and effects the cannabis may generate. For example, Sour Diesel is typically known for its high THC content, diesel-like aroma, and uplifting, energizing effects. Similarly, Granddaddy Purple is typically known for its high THC content, sweet, grape-like aroma, and sedative, relaxing effects. It is important to note, however, that cultivars with the same name will vary in cannabinoid and terpene content based on where and how they were grown. It is a plant after all, and it will change based on its environment. They can also change due to selective breeding by the cultivator. These different expressions of each cultivar are referred to as phenotypes. At any one time, there can be many different phenotypes of the same cultivar available within a state marketplace. For instance, apple fritter and sour kush are currently being grown by multiple cultivators in Vermont. Each will be different, sometimes slightly and other times with more variation. Because of this, it is always a good idea to review the certificates of analysis associated with each harvest to confirm the cannabinoid and terpene content. Number three, cannabinoid content is a critical factor in determining potency. By state law, all flour being sold in the regulated market must be accompanied by a certificate of analysis that provides a cannabinoid summary. This will usually include a listing of concentration of about 12 individual cannabinoids and we will highlight percentages for total cannabinoids plus total THC and total CBD, the most common cannabinoids found in cannabis. THC is the psychoactive compound that gives consumers a high or euphoric effect. This is one of the reasons why the percentage of THC is most often used as the primary indicator of potency. Consumers want to know how high they may get from the product. THC is so much more than that, and cannabis is so much more than THC. Some of the potential therapeutic benefits of THC also include pain relief, anti-inflammatory effects, appetite stimulation, nausea and vomiting relief, and anxiety or depression relief. In combination with other cannabinoids and terpenes, it can also be a powerful sleep aid. Depending on the format, the dosage, and the person, it can also contribute to feelings of anxiety or paranoia, so it is very important to go low and slow when consuming THC. CBD has a wide range of potential health benefits as well, but does not contribute to the feelings of being high that are associated with THC. In fact, CBD has the potential to tamper the intoxicating effects of THC while boosting its therapeutic effects. It also may offer neuroprotective and antispasmodic effects. Through conscious experimentation, consumers can create different ratios of THC to CBD to produce the desired effects and potency. Because THC has been prioritized by breeders in the last few decades, CBD is currently found in low concentrations in most cannabis flower, or sometimes not at all. It is, however, widely available in hemp flower, which you can mix in with your cannabis flower to create the ratios you want. Perhaps the most important piece of information on a cannabinoid COA is the percentage for total cannabinoids. As we learn more and more about this plant, we understand that it is the synergistic interaction between its different compounds, including cannabinoids, terpenes, and other plant compounds that determine and enhance the therapeutic effects and potency of the flower. This is what is known as the entourage effect. So take a look at the other individual cannabinoids on the COA. Even in small amounts, they can be contributing to your overall experience. We provide a link in the show notes to learn more about minor cannabinoids. And now on to pro tip number four, the terpenes. Terpenes are aromatic compounds found in many plants, including cannabis. They contribute to the plant's flavor and aroma and may also have therapeutic effects. Different cultivars have different terpene profiles, and these can have an impact on the overall experience of consuming the flower. The concentration of terpenes in cannabis flower can vary widely depending on the cultivar and its growing conditions. Studies have shown that the average concentration of terpenes in cannabis flower ranges from 1% to 3% by weight. Anything above 3% is pretty special, in my opinion, both in terms of flavor and potential potency. However, the concentration of terpenes alone is not necessarily an indicator of quality or therapeutic benefits. The terpene profile, or the specific types and ratios of terpenes present, is also important. Just like with cannabinoids... The presence of even a small amount of a particular terpene may influence how the flower may affect you. It could make the difference between a sedating or stimulating experience and how potent the effects are overall. Vermont does not require terpene analysis on flower, but many cultivators are providing this information to retailers and consumers. Ask for the terpene COAs if you do not see terpenes listed in flower descriptions on menus or display cards. Some retailers and producers offer these COAs on their websites as well. The certified labs in Vermont test for about 20 different terpenes. We'll highlight five of the more common ones here. Myrcene is the most abundant terpene found in cannabis and is also found in other plants such as hops, bay leaves, and mangoes. It has a musky, earthy aroma and is thought to have sedative, relaxing, and anti-inflammatory effects. Beta-caryophylline is also an abundant terpene in cannabis. It is found in black pepper, cloves, and other spices as well. It has a spicy, peppery aroma and is thought to have potential anti-inflammatory, analgesic, and anxiolytic effects. Limonene, as you might infer from the name, is present in citrus fruits such as lemons, limes, and oranges in addition to cannabis. It has a citrusy aroma and is thought to have anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, and antidepressant effects. Pinene is one of the most common terpenes found in nature. It has a piney, fresh aroma and is thought to have potential anti-inflammatory and anti-anxiety effects. Some studies have suggested that pinene may also help to improve focus and memory. And last but not least, linalool. Linalool is one of the primary compounds responsible for the distinctive floral aroma of lavender. It is also found in rosewood, coriander, and a variety of mints. It is known for its calming, sedating, and anti-inflammatory effects. And finally, pro tip number five, set and setting. This brings us back to our original idea that the most important factor in determining potency in cannabis flower is you. In pro tip number one, we talked about how your own unique physical constitution and body chemistry will influence your experience of cannabis. Equally important is the intention that you bring to your decision to consume cannabis. Set and setting can have a significant impact on the overall experience. Set refers to your mindset, mood, and expectations when consuming cannabis. For example, if you're feeling anxious or stressed before consuming, it may intensify those feelings. On the other hand, if you're feeling relaxed and calm, it may enhance those feelings. Establish an intention before you consume to set yourself up for success. Creating the right setting will help in this regard. Setting refers to the physical and social environment in which you consume. If you are trying to relax, consume in a safe and comfortable environment and be mindful of social factors such as the presence of other people, noise, and distractions, which can impact your experience either positively or negatively. For more information on how to approach your cannabis journey, followed by five pro tips on how to come down from an uncomfortable high, check out episode three. All right, that'll do it for our top five pro tips on assessing potency for cannabis flower. We hope that it has been a benefit to you. Thanks go out to my creative crew at High Fidelity, Olaf Willoughby and Shane Lynn, and to the team at Syntax in Motion for producing this show. A special shout out to Will Davis, my sound engineer. Thanks to you for listening to us today. If you enjoy what you heard, subscribe on our website, highfivt.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Better yet, like, share, rate, or leave a comment. You can request topics or interviews for our show by emailing us at bewellathigh5et.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, be well and have fun out there.